when we look at the world it doesn't take much to realize that uh, with all the political economic and multiple other problems there are out there uh, the world is not as it was two three four five years ago it's a completely different landscape um, and that means we need to think about things very very differently especially when it comes to running our businesses and also our personal finances so we don't bugger ourselves in the long run you know when i set up this podcast with uh, my best friend my former business partner aiden uh, just over two years ago i never thought we'd be tackling a topic quite like this on the podcast i never thought i'd be releasing a podcast with the doom and gloom scary title of preparing for a recession uh, but i wanted to do that because as I speak to so many people, just regular individuals and regular families, regular people living in the world from all scopes of life, it's becoming so much more of a difficulty for them to live. Like the price of food is going up, the price of fuel is going up, the price of going out and socializing is going up. We look at the hospitality uh, industry because the price of gas is going up, they're having to increase the price of food. So, so actually going out, having meals, having a drink is costing so much more just to do the things that we actually like nowadays. So all around, it's a massive struggle for people to actually go out and live their lives and support their family and actually just eat food normally. I know so many more people that have had to go and visit food banks and it's, it's really not nice to see that um, and to see like the, the change that people are going through and see people actually struggle. Um, and we look at kind of business owners, you know, the business owners that I speak to all around the world are saying similar things. It's really flipping difficult to play staff at the moment. It's really flipping difficult to get the supplies in which they need to supply the products which they need to sell or all the things that they do to provide the services that they do uh, and then the running costs of the business such as the gas the electric all the services which which they have to pay for is really flipping difficult and then that brings us on to us entertainers we're in this industry where i don't mean to sound harsh but Whenever you're going out there and you're saying, ha, I'm a magician, ha, I'm a, uh, I'm a singer, ha, I'm a, I'm a pianist and I can do this at your event. You don't need me to tell you, and yeah, we'll say sound harsh, but you don't need me to tell you that whenever there are budget problems, whenever there are finance problems, um, especially when it comes to the events industry, we tend to be the first thing that's cut off the bill. Now, we all know how valuable we are. We know that entertainment can make or break an event. The guys in Momentum, uh, my private clients that I teach over there, know how much value we can actually bring to an event and know that entertainers are probably the best thing and you don't want to cut them if they're budget problems. But the people planning these events don't realize that. We are always seen as a nice to have. So if there are financial problems in the world, if there are budget problems within companies, and if people are struggling day by day, chances are we're going to be cut from any events and it's going to be so much harder for us to get work the other reason why i wanted to record this podcast is kind of uh, for two reasons um connected to just the way i see kind of entertainers living life uh, in general and that kind of connects into something from a previous podcast that we mentioned uh, when i was talking with uh, with richard young uh, when we had him on uh, and he's a, a really great magician if you haven't listened to that go back a few episodes you'll be able to find it there's some real valuable gold in there uh, and some real valuable life lessons as well and lessons in terms of running a business and and generally the what to do and what not to do at the same time and he was saying when he made it as an entertainer he fell into the loophole that I've seen friends of mine do this, um, I see other entertainers do this, they get tons of money in but then they splash the cash, they're going out, they're buying the designer clothes, they're going out and socialising but when they look at their bank account they've got zero in there because it's all spend, 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 spend because they're like yeah we've got loads of gigs in the pipeline. Uh, I had a friend of mine 
who was very addicted to that kind of lifestyle. It was always a designer clothes. It was always a going out and socializing. And then bang, the world changed suddenly back in 2020. You know, we had the, the lockdowns and all of that because of the big C. And it meant that his income of gigs just kind of like dried up. And because he was so focused on spending, 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 he didn't have any in reserve. And it meant that it buggered him. And he really had to think, crikey, I don't have any work coming in. What the hell am I going to do? And it's a real difficult situation to be in. And just looking at things and looking how the world is going, I really think it's important that we kind of plan for the future and plan for a worst case scenario and plan for the negatives and plan for, hang on, what happens if people people find it? are difficult to actually pay for events. What happens if we're cut for the bill? What happens if we've got less kind of entertainment coming in? What happens if the price of stuff is going up and I can't afford to live? I can't afford to feed my family. So for me, this topic is very relevant um, to give you behind the scenes of what's going on in my own life. I've been very busy doing uh, events at the moment, um, which is really nice. But behind the scenes of what you see on social media, uh, if you stalk me for whatever reason, Uh, I'm actually buying another property. We're buying a second flat and moving into that. So we're going to be getting another mortgage, uh, which is fun. And that means I now have to have the stress of thinking about, crikey, if if shit does hit the fan, (laughs) pardon the French, uh, then I've got two mortgages to uphold and pay and the bills that come with uh, those two properties. Um, So this is why my brain is always thinking of, How can I plan for worst case scenario so that if worst case scenario does ever come, I'm not going to be stressed. I'm not going to be worried. Everything's going to work out perfectly. It's just the way my brain works. I always plan for stuff like this. And let me just kind of like run through the numbers and run through what I do uh, behind the scenes. It's a really simple process uh, that I like to do whenever I'm running gigs. And it came from a story that my mum once told me about an airline company. Uh, She said, and this was at the time where there was a lot of airline companies going uh, out of business and going bust. And she told me the story about one airline company, which um, she said, whenever they had money come in, whenever they had a customer put money in, they would put it into a separate bank account. And they wouldn't spend that money until the customer had gone on holiday and come back. And then they take the money from that from that customer and put that into their main bank account. Whereas other airline companies would get the cash in, they'd spend it straight away. And when there was problems, when they couldn't uphold flights, customers would be asking for refunds. Then there wasn't money there to refund them. And then all these other airline companies went bust. But the story about this one airline company that put the money aside and would only take that once the the customer completed the holiday meant that if there were ever any refunds, they had to refund someone. It didn't matter because they had the money in that bank account, so they weren't ever having to dip into any other strange and wonderful places to try and fork up some money somehow. And this is exactly how I treat my business. Whenever I've got a gig coming in, uh, first of all, I take my cash up front um, because I don't want to be in a situation where we get six or seven months down the line and the person comes to me and says, oh, we, yeah, we don't have the budget for that. We can't afford that anymore. I get them to pay up. It prevents so many problems which might arise down the line. And it also presents the problems of someone just going, yeah, I don't want to book you anymore. Even though you've got a performance agreement in place, you might be thinking, yeah, but I've got some paperwork in place. Yeah, try upholding that. Try fighting that in court. It's going to take way longer time and it's going to cost you so much flipping money. And I'm not prepared to do that. So that's why I always take my cash up front. And I also can't be faffing with deposits. It's just easier for me to send one invoice and get that cash straight away. When I get that straight away, I don't spend that money. I won't put that money in my main bank account. 
Uh, in fact, I treat that money as it's not even there. I put it into a separate pool and say, for example, it's 2022 as it is. And this uh, is a is a corporate event for 2024 uh, in May, May 2024. Let's make that. I put that money into the bank account, into a separate kind of little uh, little pot in there. And I won't touch that money. And I'll only put that into my main bank account when it comes around to May 2024. It means if there are any problems, I can't um, fulfill the event. Say, for example, uh, heavens forbid, I get hit by a car, I have to go to hospital, I can't fulfill the actual event and I need to refine, refund that uh, that client, it means I've got the money to do that. I never have to dip into my own pocket and think, oh, crikey, this has now cost me two and a half grand. I've got the money in that bank account, I can refund that person. It does mean that if, for whatever happens, um, the client has to cancel, um, then... Yes, even though I've got a contract in place which says, ah, ha, ha, you've paid, blah, 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 the money is mine. I'm a nice guy, so I still always refund it because at the end of the day, I want to work with people in the long run and I don't want to mug someone off and ruin a relationship with them when I know I can get 10 or 12 other gigs out of them. So it means the money's there that I can refund them um, if worst case scenario did ever happen down that. And just that simple process there and changing it around so that you only take the money and actually start spending it after the events happened. Yeah, by all means, take it up front, exactly as I do, because it will save you a load of hassle. And um, another story, just to go on a tangent, um, to really kind of set the scene of why I always take full payment. My aunt runs a upholstery business. She she does uh, curtains, she does blinds, she makes uh, like uh, bespoke handbags and, and does upholstery of like um, furniture and that, putting the fabric on them. She's good with a needle and thread and fabric. That's the sort of stuff she does. She once had an inquiry and someone asked, to make a really nice pair of curtains, all from this beautiful designer fabric. And uh, she started making them. Um, they're all finished and uh, invoiced the customer and the customer went, haha, I'm not paying. Now she's out of pocket. She's wasted all her time, the material costs, making these blinds, all because she didn't take full payment ahead of time. She took a little deposit and that was it. And that doesn't cover it doesn't cover some of the material costs that have gone into it. It doesn't cover her time and all her labor. Now she's out of pocket just because this one person doesn't want to pay. The backstory on why they didn't want to pay, it was actually um, a uh, a distant friend of my, um, of my aunt. It was one of their uh, ex-relatives broken up with a distant friend of, of my aunt and was just trying to get back at their ex-partner by targeting all their friends. It was a very weird and toxic thing, but my aunt got caught up into it and then ended up getting absolutely mullered. And it's another reason why I take full payment up front, just to stop scenarios like that, just so at least I've got cash in the bank, even though I'm not spending it. That's a crucial point. The other thing I do, uh, after the event has actually happened, um, the one thing, um, and I remember this is another little, this is just lessons from my mum, this podcast is, this is great. This goes back to when I was about 15 um, and I started doing paid events and uh, and I was always told, put some money away for tax, put some money away for your savings. So every time I do an event, I never take the full amount and put it into my bank account. I keep some in a little kitty, in a little pot, 
prepared and ready for the tax man when the tax comes round, when any unexpected things come round. Now, tax in the UK is about 20% or so, depending on what you are. It's going to change all over the world. And by the time this podcast is out here, it might change again. Who knows what's happened? So like I said, take everything I say with a pinch of salt. So I factor in tax and then I factor in kind of additional things as well. And I will only ever take... um, uh, 55% of any fee and actually spend that, which means I leave a whopping 45% in a little pool in my bank account. And that means I've got enough money for tax at the end of the year. So I'm never having to scrape around and thinking, crikey, this is a massive tax bill. How am I going to fund this? It also means that I've got extra money for any additional things that I might need to pay for, any additional expenses, any additional bills which might spontaneously come in, which I've forgotten about. It also means if I do need to pay for something urgently within my business, say, for example, a massive prop of my breaks and then that's two or three grand that I've got to pay for that it's cool I've got the money in a separate bank account so it's there in case there's any business struggles and I I really think this is an important thing considering the way um, that the world is going um, to actually put that money aside and think yeah if anything does happen and my props mess up my microphone messes up uh, or as a magician you've got one of those electronic impression pads like I do and that messes up and you've got to buy a new one You know, if you don't have that money set aside, you're going to start eating into your own personal funds. And that's going to be an absolute flipping drain to do that. So just by having a process in place like I do, you work out your own numbers on it. But every single fee I take, I save 45% of it. It Means I've got the money for tax, national insurance. I've got money for my little pension. And I've got money for any additional bills or props that I need to pay for. And that way, any problems come up, it's dealt with. I don't need to worry about that. I've already prepped for worst case scenario. And then the rest of the money is mine to spend as I want. So, like I said, that's a little behind the scenes of just kind of how I manage my money from like when I get a fee to like put stuff away. But this whole episode was planning for a recession and it doesn't stop just there with just like, haha, this is a podcast episode that Ashley's released. He's just saying to save some money. I wouldn't release a podcast like that. I want there to be more information than just put some money aside, guys. But definitely do bear that in mind because it's going to save you in the long run. I think we need to be considering as well that with the problems I mentioned at the beginning of this episode... Maybe we're going to find it harder to get gigs. Maybe we're going to be axed for some gigs. Maybe it's going to be a difficult long slog over the next few years to actually book in entertainment because people don't see it as valuable. Maybe we need to start thinking of ways of selling our services so we are actually valuable to people to persuade them that, hey, we are more important than your table decorations. Hey, we are way more important than the karaoke machine. I know it, you know it, and all of you guys listening right now know how valuable you are at events. So we need to be thinking, what is the tangible impact that we actually have on events? inside momentum this is our my little private program where i coach and help fellow entertainers just like you to make more money we go for a massive process over the first kind of two sections of momentum to dig into events look at the specific niche look at the challenges that come up and how we can actually uh, help people in a way with what we offer whether you're a singer a comedian a dj or a magician how you can pitch your services so it's not like I'm this award-winning singer, I'm this award-winning magician. Yes, I've won the my local magics club close-up competition, and I've been performing to these celebs, these celebs, these celebs, and this is what I do. I say, yeah, forget about that because people don't really give a damn. They just want to know how you can help them, how you can benefit the event, how you can make the event run better, how you can make their day better. Maybe if it's a corporate company uh, that you're getting booked for, how you can make their staff more productive so the company overall makes more money. Like people actually give a damn about the tangible impact you have and not just 
yeah, you're an award-winning magician. Yeah, you do some cool stuff. Yeah, you perform to cool people. That's nice social proof, but people don't give a damn about it. They just want to know how you can actually have an impact. So I think one of the things you can do now um, as well, like the second point, if you are planning for worst case scenario, planning for a recession, planning for problems coming up within the entertainment industry, is start thinking, okay, I know people are going to start cancelling events. I know people are going to start cancelling entertainment. Worst case scenario, I should add in brackets there. How can I start to persuade people, if you've got budget problems, cancel the other stuff, not me. Because you can still book a town hall. You can have a DJ. You can, If you can't afford the DJ, you can have music on a memory stick playing. But having me will allow people to chat and blah, 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 and do this and do this. We've got to sit down and work out what is the impact we have. And that's the other thing. When you can sell that and when you can sell the tangible impact, you're no longer selling the tricks. You're no longer singing the fact that, yeah, you can do these three songs. You're no longer singing, uh, selling like your comedy set or you're saying, yeah, I can play this stuff on the guitar and piano in the background. You're saying, hey. You've got an event coming up. I do entertainment. That's cool. But put that aside. What I'm really here for is X, Y, Z. I can help your guests do this. I can help your colleagues do this. I can help the event run right this. If there's problems that come up, I can do this. I can solve this problem. You've got this problem during the day. You've got this gap here. No one's doing these announcements. I can help with that as well. And the reason why I'm going to help with that is because it will do this, this, and this, and this, and this. And that way we're talking about the events. That way we're talking about the clients. We're talking about actually helping people, helping the events run smoother that we do. And this works for pies this works for weddings this is for corporate events this is all type of events i'm talking about now not one particular niche this is a small events this is the large events and everything in between but in the process of planning for the recession like i said think of the money that you're saving and think of pitching your services differently and the other thing that i want to mention is this is a perfect opportunity to actually go out and start booking gigs now if someone said to you and a little uh, little person from the future came to you right now and said, there's going to be problems in a year's time and everyone's going to be struggling for money. You'd think to yourself, crikey, I better make some money now to prep for that scenario. So my third point I want to say is we've got to be proactive. You know, if we look at the way the world is going at the moment, and I speak to people who are all kind of in the financial like industry, all financial experts, they're just saying it's getting more difficult and difficult and difficult out there and there's going to be more problems coming up over the next two to three years. In my mind, I'm thinking, right, if that's the case, I need to be thinking, how do I book more gigs now so that I've got tons of savings? So if worst case scenario happened, I've got a year or two's worth of savings. I might have three years, four years, five years, whatever it is that you're planning to. That way, if your gigs do dry up, you know you've got you know you've got a buffer. You're not going to think, oh, bugger, well, next month, that's it. You're going to go and look at your bank account. So uh, I can live off a year. I can live off two years. I can live off three years. I've got money in my bank account. So this is a perfect time to be proactive and think, right, I need to sit down. I need to actually do the work. I need to schedule the time in my calendar to sit down, do some prospecting, find people that want to book me. I need to be proactive and learn how to do the business side of my entertainment industry. I need to speak to people who do the business stuff to understand how I can do it better. I need to maybe charge a bit more so that I've got more money coming in. I need to work out how to sell my services better. I need to improve my sales, all of this stuff. You've got to sit down, you've got to do the learning and you've got to be proactive and get there and actually go out and get the gigs. Because if you get the gigs now and you start to build up those reserves in your bank account and you don't go trigger happy with your credit card, like we mentioned previously with people that I've known who go out and think, yeah, I've booked I've booked tons of gigs this, this month. I can go out and I can go shopping. Now, nah, think about this. And this is what um, 
someone's stepdad once told me when I was looking at going full time and uh, and they said when you go self-employed you're going to notice that you have really really great months where you make a ton of money but then you might have really really low months where you make nothing so it's really important that in the months where you make a lot of cash and you do really well you don't go on a spending spree you put that money into your bank account and you factor in for the time when you might not be making anything because that money which you've saved up is going to pull you through so that you're not struggling. You've got money, you can afford to live, you can afford to eat, you can afford to pay your family and you can afford to just have the nice lifestyle that you want to live. So that's really important. When we look at booking in more gigs, don't go trigger happy, put that into a separate bank account, put it into a little savings pot and just reserve it there. Like I've always been told when I had a day job um, to have at least three to six months worth of savings. But as I start to speak to business owners nowadays, they're all saying the same thing. Have at least two to three years worth of savings in the bank account. So if, if shit does hit the fan and you really do struggle and it's the most difficult few months of your life and you're not getting any gigs, you're not getting any work in there, at least you can look at your bank account and say, I'm comfortable for two to three years even if I get zero work. And having that longer time frame alleviate so much of the burden so much of the stress off your mind so it's going to really help and the reason why i say now is a perfect opportunity to go out there and book gigs is for this one reason i was speaking to uh, a friend of mine brett who supplies uh, glass washers and dishwashers to hospitality venues and he says that uh, on average in the uk about 33 percent of hosp- hospitality venues are going to be closing so like bars pubs restaurants hotels are going to be closing um by about 2024 over the next two years and if that's the case there's a huge problem there and we know sales 101 whenever there's a problem if we can find a solution we can sell that solution to the people with the problem and if we look at hospitality venues like that well they're going to go out of business well for all of those people all of the entertainers out there who are thinking well, I know if I went and done events there, I could help pulling customers. I know that the things I do can help upsell customers, can keep customers captive. I know that just by booking me to go and actually do these events, I can help with reviews, I can help with testimonials, blah, 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 blah. And this is going to help increase the money that they make. I was literally explaining this to a lady the other day. It was a local venue looking to book me. Um, and I said, if you get me in, here's what I can do. I can help bring in the customers. I, I've got ways in which I can help keep people captive and upsell people so they end up spending more money out of their back pockets to put in your till i've got ways in which i can help you get reviews and testimonials in and we was talking about not entertainment but the ways in which i can put more money in their till the ways in which i can get them ranked higher on TripAdvisor. and this links back to something that i mentioned a little bit earlier in this podcast episode if you actually want to make sure to secure bookings when it might be a difficult landscape over the next few years with people having lower budgets we've got to be selling the valuable we've, we've got to be selling like the tangible impact that we're going to be having and that's why in an hour and a half meeting I didn't mention magic for more than, I don't know, five, ten minutes. And that was just showing them a trick. The rest of the time, I was talking about ways in which we can be sneaky to put more money in the till. Because that's what they're ultimately, their aim with the business is to do. And like I said, if we look at the hospitality industry and we know that people are going to come out of, um, are going to go out of business then if we start speaking to these people, which they're already fully aware of the problems, and say, hey, hello, I'm an entertainer. By the way, here's how I can put more money in your till. 
they're not going to say no to you. They're going to be like, well, that's flipping handy considering the way it's going at the moment. Yes, absolutely, we should work together. And then bang, you've got yourself a little residency. It's the easiest way at the moment to do this. And the other way, if we start looking at uh, companies or weddings or like you've got people which might have budget problems, you know, when we can go in and actually solve these problems, when we can go in and, and mention that, hey, here's what we can do, here's how we can help, now we can start to get gigs in a lot easier because we're no longer just selling tricks like I mentioned earlier, we're selling the value. So it's kind of linked into the previous point that I mentioned, but we can use the current situation, especially at the moment if you are looking to get a residency, to get one because there's venues out there ultimately which are struggling and which could use your help. So you've just got to be proactive and go out and find them. Um, but like I've said in this episode, I think the main things for me and the main things I'm doing personally with my business, I've opened it up so that I'm taking on more work because I want to have a pool of savings, especially now that uh, I've got two mortgages, um, because I don't want to be in a situation where I'm going to be like financially buggered. I don't want to be in a situation where I can't go out and enjoy my life and, and socialize and go on days out and, and day trips out. So I'm thinking, how can I book more gigs now? How can I make more money now um, to have those kind of reserves? I'm always thinking about just saving money anyway, when I have a gig, putting some money aside so that I've got a little pool to pay for my tax, pay for unexpected bills and pay for anything that might just come up in my business so that I don't get stung. And I am using the current situation with to my advantage. Like my main one thing at the moment is I'm trying to book in two new residencies. I had a meeting previously with another one and I've got another meeting coming up and I'm using the current situation with what I know about the difficulty in the hospitality industry to sell my services and say, here's how I can help you and secure the bookings. So although it's turbulent times out there, we can flip it because whenever there's a problem, if you've got that solution, you can you can sell it. So yeah, like I say, I hope Hopefully this was a, an interesting episode. Hopefully it's a useful episode. Um, hopefully it's opened your eyes into things that maybe you should run differently in your business or could run differently, I should say. Uh, and hopefully it's given you maybe some ideas, but more importantly, to just plan for the future. Yeah, it might seem like a weird title, me releasing a podcast saying preparing for a recession, but just look at the way the world is at the moment and think to yourself, if things do go the way that they are going, then it is going to be difficult for us to live our lives. So we need to plan and prep ahead for that. So the easiest way is put some money aside, learn to save a certain percentage every time you get some gigs, start saving money and start booking more gigs now to alleviate the pressure when it becomes a little bit more difficult. And if you can plan for that worst case scenario, when it comes up, it won't be so bad because you've put in little security measures in place so that you can afford to feed your family, afford to pay the mortgage, afford to pay your bills, and you have that extra money to go out and live your life. Whereas if you don't do that, well, I don't even want to think what the uh, what the situation would be like. But like I said, hopefully it's an interesting episode. Hopefully it gets you thinking and more importantly, starts putting your brain in that planning mode. What can you do now to be proactive to prevent from the worst case situations which are potentially going to come up over the next few years but like i say that's kind of the reasons why i wanted to put this uh, little podcast together for you today uh, with that said if you do want any help with your business one of the things i am doing uh, is i'm putting out uh, little daily tips uh, on the uh, on the little um 
uh, emails that are coming out. My brain went blank then. I'm putting out daily business tips on emails. All you got to go to is thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash daily. We'll have the little link in the uh, in the show notes down there. Um, and like I say, it's a little bit of a daily advice, a daily business tip to just help you. It's totally free to just help you within your business to ultimately help you make more money and uh, and book in more gigs so that you can do what you love and uh, make a career out of it. But with that said, uh, that's me. Uh, really different, interesting topics today on the podcast, but I thought it was very relevant. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hopefully it got you thinking and uh, and hopefully you uh, you go get the money in and, uh, and book more gigs and uh, more importantly, save it. <laughs> with that said, I'll see you guys soon. My name is Ashley Green. This is the Gig Hero Podcast and uh, we'll see you next week for another episode.